Hello everybody, welcome back, happy Tuesday, I hope you're all doing super well and are feeling good and staying happy and healthy in these crazy times. It looks like a lockdown is coming, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news but um, it seems like this week could be the week and um, for a month which is kind of crazy, I kind of wish that they had just locked down sooner so that we uh, could have like two weeks of lockdown and then be out of it. But now it's got to such a critical point that um, it seems like it's going to be a month. So trying to stay positive and uh, not get too down about it all. Um, Hopefully if we do it all for a month, then Christmas and stuff and like New Year and stuff will be um, a bit better. But yeah, such a shame if that does happen, which I'm sure it will. And by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure there will be an announcement. Um, But yeah, I recorded this actually uh, a couple of days ago and I literally despised everything I said. So (laughs) I'm trying again um, and I'm going to try to say some things that are not so negative because I was in such a weird like mood last time. So I'm trying to start again, start fresh and say some more happy things, I guess, um, and not get really dark and deep about how uh, depressing 2020 has been. It's now November, which is absolutely mad. I can't even believe that it's November. Um, I literally haven't done anything this whole year, which is just so funny. But yeah, what a weird year. I mean, I don't want to go on about it too much because everyone knows that it's a weird year, but um, I just find it really odd because, so I turned 19 in June and it's like coming up to my half birthday, you know, <laughs> and I haven't done anything this whole, like almost six months. So that's pretty crazy. 20's just around the corner and I don't feel like I've used 19 at all to its best ability. Um, yeah, a lot of my friends are 20 now, which is crazy to me. I feel like it's such a, um, I don't know, because, because I'm like quite young for the year, I guess. I always just think I'm the age of everyone around me because everyone, if everyone's like when everyone was 19 and I was 18, I just thought I was 19 and then I turned 19 and I was like, oh, that's a bit of a letdown. But I feel like with 20, that's actually like too much of a big deal to get it wrong. So, um, yeah, I feel like the gap between 19 to 20 is so much more crazy. Like what's the hype with 21? Cause 20 to 21 doesn't seem that crazy to me. Like going from 19 to 20, that's a whole different like chapter of your life, but like 20 to 21, like what's the big hoo-ha about 21? Um, I feel like when you're 20, that's when you're an adult. You know what I mean? I know that 18 is like you're an adult, but I just don't think you are an adult at 18. Like I honestly think you're a child, like a little baby at 18. 20 to me is like the big deal, like the big jump. And yeah, that's like the decade of like marriage and kids. Oh my God, (laughs) freaks me out, man. Honestly, I still feel like literally 11. I don't understand how anyone can like live their life in their 20s and their 30s like actually and being an adult because I honestly feel like a genuinely I feel about 11 it's weird though because I feel like 11 but then I also feel like 111 <laughs> like I feel mentally quite 
old. Like I feel like when I'm 60, I'll be like in my prime and I'll just be like the actual, uh, my mental age will like coincide with my actual age. But then again, I also feel like such a baby. I'm so codependent and like reliant on everyone. And I just like love, um, I don't know, love being like a kid and not having to think about crazy, scary things. But yeah, I feel like 20s, that is kind of the decade that defines you. I know there's a book about that, which I really want to read. I feel like it would really scare me though, because it would say stuff like, this is the decade that defines your whole life and who you are, and it will impact all your choices or whatever. Um, Which is scary, but kind of true and kind of good to know that when you're 20 instead of reading the book when you're 29 and realizing it's all over. Um, So I kind of do want to read that. I've been really bad with reading it uh, recently. I just feel like I've been so busy that I haven't been able to read, but I really want to get back into reading. I bought Jane Eyre like a couple of months ago, but I still haven't read it and I really, really want to read it because apparently it's like a better version of Rebecca. Like there's loads of parallels between Rebecca and Jane Eyre, but Jane Eyre is apparently, I don't know, this is just the words of my English teacher. She said, I literally emailed her because I was so confused about Rebecca and we've been emailing. Um, She's like the biggest babe, but she says that Jane Eyre is better than Rebecca. And yeah, Rebecca really confused me. If you listen to the other podcast, um, there I was saying how Rebecca is like the most confusing book ever but like also really good if you analyze it correctly but then still super confusing and weird and kind of like over dramatic and a bit unbelievable um so I'm hoping Jane Eyre will be a bit better um but yeah hopefully not like super I have a weird relationship with old like classics some of them I absolutely love I mean I loved Picture of Dorian Gray I loved that I quite I just really like Oscar Wilde to be honest but for some reason, I just can't get through a Jane Austen. I've tried Sense and Sensibility. I've tried Pride and Prejudice. I just can't get through it. I feel like, this sounds really absurd, but when I read it, it's like reading 18th century Maiden Chelsea. Like, it's just gossiping. And I don't know, there's not much... Um, just basically not much goes on really. It's just a lot of talking and stuff, which um, appeals to some, but I don't know. I quite like a good drama um, or something like crazy happening. I quite, I quite like that. Sometimes a bit of like superficial stuff like uh, Frankenstein and stuff. I quite like that. It's just more imaginative, I feel, um, than Jane Austen. But having said that, I have watched the uh, TV show, the BBC show. I think it's on Netflix. Um, but yeah, it's got Colin Firth and some other really good actors, but yeah, that was so, so good. I, I loved that. I feel like Pride and Prejudice and all of, uh, Jane Austen's work is so good for the screen. I feel like she'd be such a good screenwriter, but shame that she was born in the 18th century, but I feel like her work is very, it, it requires a lot of like um, the facial expressions and the setting and the costumes. It's a lot of, yeah, reading between the lines. So when you're reading it as a book, it's just a bit, I don't know, that's my personal experience with, with her work. But I know a lot of people love her work 
Um, but yeah, I just need to get back into reading, but I just don't know what to read. Like I go into Waterstones and I'm just like, everything bores me. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just don't get very excited by a, like a blurb. I need a real recommendation from someone who knows me and knows what I like, because I usually don't really like the things that people like. For example, I really didn't like normal people. Okay, me and Zoe, Zoe, if you're listening, um, we really didn't enjoy it. We didn't get it. We didn't get the hype. We just didn't vibe. And the whole world was obsessed with it. And we were so confused why it was good. And I just feel like that's just so typical me. I just don't get why things are good because I'm just so overthinking it and overreading it when it's just like plain, simple, like it's just, you know, that's all it is, one dimension, a drama or whatever, or a comedy or whatever. But I'm always reading between the lines and then there's nothing to read in between the lines for me. I don't know. But yeah, I just need recommendations that are like personal to me. I wish there was like, you know, Function of Beauty, which is like that shampoo personalization thing. I need that for books because I know the genre I like and I know the things I like. So I just want more of those things. I don't want to read outside my box. So I want to like make a personal library for myself. Should I make that? I feel like that's quite useful, but I don't, surely that would take so long to like plan and stuff. But yeah, it would be so helpful because I literally only want to read particular genres and particular pieces of work um lol I'm so fussy but if that actually existed it would be so helpful because when I read something good I just want to read that again in 10 different versions I also feel like book recommendations from friends and stuff can sometimes be unhelpful because sometimes you just have such different genres it's like with Netflix shows or or movies or whatever you know, one person might absolutely love that sort of vibe, but someone else might not. So it's really difficult to get advice from other people on what's good to read. Um, and I kind of wish there was something that could just tell me for me, please, someone make that. Surely Waterstones could totally make that and that would be really popular. Um, but yeah, I find it really difficult to find good books that I really, really get into. I feel like I go through such phases with reading because right now I'm in such a rut with it and I've just been watching loads of Netflix and then I'll get bored of Netflix and then I'll go back to reading loads of books and then I'll just like alternate because I either, I have to just either do one or the other for some reason. I can't, I feel like it's because I get so into the book or I get so into the TV show that I just don't want to do anything except do that. So I need to finish all my shows on Netflix and then I can start reading again. But the problem is The Crown is coming out on the 15th and I'm obsessed with The Crown. Oh my God. I'm Okay, I've always been obsessed with the royals, but now I'm like like so obsessed, it's weird. And <laughs> I'm so excited because Diana is coming on onto The Crown and it's going to be so beefy and I just live for the beef. So I need to finish that series, just watch it all in one day and then I can go back to reading and get back into the swing of things. Righty-ho, well I think it's time for some music. So I'll let you listen to a few songs and then I'll be back in a bit. The 
which I've been able to get out of though is my writer's block I've literally had writer's block for honestly about three months um and basically I have a blog where I just write about I don't know kind of everything really um really random things culture stuff about my own life I talk about I don't know self-love um yeah just reflections I guess on my life and society um but yeah I've been in a massive writer's block for so long I feel like it's because I haven't been doing much so I haven't been like feeling very inspired but when I get into like a rut in my own life I really turn to writing and stuff because I don't know it just gets like all the creativity back and gets me more inspired and stuff so I've been writing a couple things on there if you want to check it out um and also I have a section where um you can write your own thing so if you want to write anything for my blog then do let me know because we've got a couple of uh people who've written stuff in the past and they've written about like anything they want so some uh, person talked about gardening one person talked about like film there's one on feminism so you can choose your own topic and choose like basically anything you want to talk about and I'm happy to uh provide you that platform to talk about what you want to talk about um so do let me know if you want to write anything because I'd love to have you um and we can make a little cute community and stuff uh but yeah do follow my blog if you want to it's www.isabelsworld.co.uk um it always feels really weird to like say my link or whatever. I feel like that's such self-promo, but never mind. Um, 
And yeah, check it out because I've started writing some new stuff, which I'm really happy about. One of my favorite posts really ever has been the one that I wrote yesterday, actually, um, which is about the 10 guests I would invite to my dream dinner party. And this is a question I ask so many people. It just really intrigues me who people would bring. I feel like it tells you a lot about a person, um, the people that they would invite, dead or alive. And yeah, you can choose absolutely anyone. They don't have to be famous, obviously, but most people do choose famous people. Um, And I thought it would be kind of fun to go through them today and talk about the 10 guests I would have at my dream dinner party and why. Okay, so my first guest, who is very obvious but very necessary, is the Queen. What a babe, honestly. She is such an icon. She has totally kept this country together this whole time that she's reigned. Um, And yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with her. After watching The Crown, I'm become like weirdly obsessed with the royal family. Um, But yeah, I would really want her there. And I want her there to like be herself. You know, I don't want her there as the queen. I want her there as Liz. And so I can ask her so many questions and just really get to know her properly because I feel like no one actually knows what she's like except her family. And I'd love to know what she's like. Apparently she's really funny. She's just such a good egg and I would have to have her there. Okay, the next one's a bit of a cheat because it's actually two people, but because they're a couple, I feel like it's acceptable and I can get away with it. So my second guest is, well, guests are none other than Amal and George Clooney. I'm obsessed with Amal Clooney. I think she is such a an inspiration to young women and she is such a hard worker. If you guys don't know who she is, she's... Um, an international human rights lawyer and has done some huge cases and also does some work with the UN. She basically works her butt off and she's incredibly smart and such an inspiration to me. I feel like whenever I'm procrastinating, I'm like, come on, what would Amal do? She'd get through it. She would work hard. Um, Yeah, she just makes me believe in my dreams, I guess. And yeah, really, really like her. And of course I'd have to invite George because he's like an equally amazing person. Um, He's also done work with human rights and stuff and donates a lot to charity. And yeah, they both just amazing people. And to have them at my dinner party would be a big dream come true. Okay, so the next person I've chosen is Marcus Rashford. He is such a good footballer, but that's kind of not the reason why I'm inviting him. I'm inviting him because he is such a good face for the country. Like he's done so much for the country. Um, Again, he also works for a lot of uh, charities and just uses his platform for good. And I feel like he'd be such a good person um, to be there. I feel like he would get on with the other guests. Yeah, I know that's how weird is that? I've actually thought about whether they get on, um, but I feel like he would get on with all of them. And he also, I kind of want to invite him because I want to make him a sir. So like the queen's there, I can like get them together, make like persuade the queen to make him a sir. And yeah, he's just again, a really good person. And it would be really interesting to hear about his life, the things that he 
has chosen to support and why and um, yeah, how he got into football, but also what his uh, motives are behind being so generous to the country that he grew up in. Okay, so the next person who I've chosen is Jamila Jamil. I don't know if you guys know who she is, but she's she was a model um, and now she's an actress. Uh, she's on The Good Place on Netflix. But mostly she's an activist and she talks a lot about feminism and equality. And I just find her a really interesting person. She really sticks to her guns. She doesn't care what other people uh, think about her or say about her. Uh, say things about her. And I think that she would be such a great person to have a conversation with. She has really defied the uh, notion that you can, that women can only be one thing. Um, because everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people don't like the fact that she was a model and is now a feminist. And I think that's so stupid. I mean, you can be pretty and be a feminist, like what's wrong with that? But no one really uh, likes that about her. And I feel like she's completely changed this idea that women are only one thing. And I love that. And I would love to speak to her and her experiences. She's also been through a lot of things in life, um, a lot of like serious injuries and stuff, which has prevented her from kind of like being, uh, having loads of friends and stuff. And yeah, just like struggling in school and, um, college, but now she's in such a good place and I would love to talk to her about her experiences. Okay. I've been talking a lot, so I'm going to do one more and then I'm going to do a bit of a music break and then we're going to go back to the other five. Um, so my fifth person is, oh my God, I'm such a millennial, but my fifth person is Emma Chamberlain. I honestly think Emma Chamberlain is the most grounded, most down to earth, I guess, celebrity that there is. Um, she's got so many followers. It's ridiculous. And she's still just totally herself and still completely, um, unbothered and unfazed by, um, this whole other world of like filters and trying to be something you're not. She's just always very herself. I feel like that's a big trend on, um, on my list is that everyone is always themselves and, uh, advocating for like, authenticity and um yeah just being true to yourself so I love Emma Chamberlain I literally watch her uh, videos religiously but I also just think she's a really good person and she has somehow stayed sane in this crazy world of social media and stuff and yeah just a really good influence to young uh, to young girls and young people so I would love to have her and then we become best friends and it would be amazing. So I would love to invite her. Um, and yeah, she's my fifth dinner guest. And on that note, I'm going to play some music and then we'll be back for the other five.
so we're back now for the other five people who I would invite to my dinner party. So the sixth person that I would invite is Frida Kahlo. She's the only dead one, but like 100% worth resurrecting. Um, I would love to talk to Frida Kahlo. I first got to really know her maybe when I was in, God, I don't know, maybe 16 or 17. Um, I went to one of her exhibitions and she has such an incredible life story and is also another person who's gone through a lot of pain um, physically and mentally. Um, and yeah, I really love her art. She does really kind of surreal art um, and yeah, really interesting approach to uh, how she she basically reflects her thoughts um, through art and her experiences through art. And yeah, it's a lot of self-portraits and um, self-reflection and just kind of a lot about her body and her mind is uh, reflected in her art because uh, like I said, she basically had a massive injury so she couldn't have children and it kind of broke her spine or something like that. So she was permanently in a wheelchair. Um, and very, just very interesting life, very crazy life. Um, but somehow survived a lot of pain and I think would be a very interesting person to talk to. My next choice is very obvious, if you know who I am. Um, it's Alexa Chung. I'm obsessed with her. I've always been obsessed with her. I can't remember when I uh, found her, probably when I was quite young, but she has always been such a style inspiration for me and just seems like a good, good person. She's got a great sense of humor and she's just very British. And I feel like if I met her, we'd actually get along and, um, that's what's so annoying is like, I actually think we would get along and I actually think we'd be friends. So I would invite her so that we, our lifelong friendship could finally begin. Um, and she'd just be like the big sister that I never had. Uh, so yeah, I'd love to have her at my dinner party. Um, and the next two people I would invite because they both know each other. Um, but also because they're both icons in their own, in their own way. Of course, I'm talking about the legends that are Lizzo and Harry Styles. I would have to have both of them, obviously, because they're both obsessed with each other, but, um, both for different reasons, I guess. Um, Lizzo, because she's just, I need to just thank her for her, uh, for her music, for her voice, for what she sings about and her empowerment for women and just being herself and loving herself and being confident with herself and making me learn how to love myself, which honestly is, um, something I could, I just, I have to like thank her in real life because her music and, what she uh, sings about is so empowering for women all around the world. And for me, especially, I've really been touched by what she's talked about and what she's sung. Um, yeah, I just love to thank her for that. And Harry Styles, obviously, I mean, he's literally an icon. I mean, totally just inviting him so that he can fall in love with me and, you know, we can get married finally. Um, but I would have to invite Harry Styles. He is he would just be a big hit with everyone in the room. Um, but also because he's just the whole package, isn't he? And just obvious for obvious reasons. Um, and then the last person I'd invite, um, another connection with the crown is Helena Bonham Carter. She plays princess Margaret. Um, 
but I've actually liked her way before that. I've watched her as the Red Queen in Alice in Wonderland, as Bellatrix. I just feel like she's in a lot of things I've watched growing up and always an amazing, amazing actress. And I've always uh, really recognized her work as being very, very incredible. Um, I'd love to meet her. I feel like we'd really get along. I feel like she'd give such good, like wise advice. Um, and to be her friend would be amazing. Okay. So there you have it. Those are the 10, um, well, 11 people I would invite to my dream dinner party. Uh, let me know who you would invite. And I hope that was semi-interesting. I mean, I banged on about it for about 10 minutes. So hopefully you found that interesting. Um, but yeah, have a think who you would invite and let me know. And on that note, I'll play you a bit of music and I think I'll sign off here and see you next week. Bye.